Why don't you stand with me, amen, tonight for the read of the word? And I'd like to direct your attention to the book of Matthew, chapter number 10. Amen. Matthew, chapter 10 and verse 29. Amen. I'm going to go ahead and read since Sister Gina's got the fast hands, so you can catch up. Matthew chapter 10, verse 29, it says, Are not two sparrows sold for a farthing? And one of them shall not fall on the ground without your father. Two sparrows sold for the smallest denomination of currency. Uh, For us, it would be one penny. Amen. The Bible calls it one farthing. And you could buy... Two sparrows with one penny. That's how small in value the bird, the sparrow was. And yet the Bible says that God saw when that sparrow would fall to the ground. And God took note of this sparrow. And then verse number 30 says, but the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Amen. Somebody say, wow. Wow. Say that again. Wow. Wow. The very hairs of your head. Are all numbered. Fear ye not therefore. Ye are of more value. Than many sparrows. Amen. And why don't we set our Bibles aside. Down where you're at. And uh, let's ask the Lord. Amen. To to have his way to talk to us. I'd like to have the bishop. Amen. uh, Say a word of prayer tonight. For this message. Lord God, we worship you. Thank you for your word. Thank you, Father. Pray God anoint your servant, Lord. I'm asking you tonight, God, to anoint your servant to deliver your word. Speak to us, O God, in the name of Jesus Christ. We need you, Lord. In Jesus' name, we ask Anoint me, use me, Lord. Anoint your people. Amen. God bless you. Can be seated tonight. According to a Harvard. University study, humans on average have 90,000 to 150,000 hairs on their head. Amen. A little bit of did you know. Uh, Harvard is a reputable university, uh, educational institution, and their study found that humans on average, and of course there's going to be some men with a lot less, uh, and uh, but on average, 90,000 to 150,000 hairs on their head. Uh, that uh, shows you, amen, the detail that went into, if you will, designing the human body and, and the great care and extent to which the Lord went, amen. The exquisite mechanism of the hair. Uh, a hair is a very little thing. But its structure is made up of a world of parts. There is a root and there is a stem and there is a vein and there is a fluid and there is a membrane. And every part is arranged, fitted, guarded and fed. And a thousand functions are going on to sustain that little thread like thing that we call hair. Uh, it, It actually has there's a lot of detail even in that smallest part of the body. That little hair follicle on the top of your head or the side of your head. There, there's a lot in there. There is a design in everything um, and an end to be answered. All things are working together and working together for good. Uh, there is nothing more astonishing than the care and concern of God 
that he has for his people tonight. Amen. The Bible says in, uh, we read it in uh, Matthew chapter 10, verse 30, but the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Amen. And it shows us the value in which God places on the human individual. Amen. The Bible says the very hairs of your head are all numbered. That is each one, each hair follicle on your head has exercised the care and the attention of God. Amen. He has fixed the number and though of small importance, yet he does not think it beneath him to determine how few or how many there shall be. And if he numbers the very hairs of your head, amen, then it would stand to reason that he also knows exactly where you are in your life today and in this world. And uh, he, he knows exactly what's going on in your life. Amen. We take uh, exceptional, we take considerable care and concern to number our finances. We'll count down to the very last dollar. And if you're in accounting, you're going to count down to the very last penny. Amen. Uh, because everything has to balance and everything must be just in order. We take care not just to number our finances and the dollar bills in our bank account or how many dollar bills we don't have in our bank account. Uh, but some women take special care to count how many purses they've got in their closet and how many shoes they got in their closet. And they like to go for the great number. Uh, and, and some of the men, we take special care to number the miles on our car. We'll tell you exactly where we, how many miles we have on our car and how many we've turned over through the years. And yet nobody in this place tonight took the time, amen, to figure out how many hairs you had on your head. Maybe it's out of intimidation or just a realization you couldn't do it, amen, because of, it would take so much time. Uh, uh, none of us took the time to figure out how many hairs we had on our head or how many hairs fell off during the day. Uh, nobody spends the time in their kitchens in their bathroom sink counting the hairs that are swirling down that sink going down the drain or looking at the shower basin and, and counting how many hairs fell out. We, that doesn't mean nothing to us. Just pick it up and throw it in the trash. It doesn't mean anything to us. But to our God, amen, he sees everything, amen, he values every part of a person, amen. Can I tell somebody tonight that they think that their life doesn't hold value, that thinks your life doesn't hold importance in the grand scheme of things. That there is a God in heaven that's looking down and says, No, my son, no, Corday, you've got importance in the kingdom of God. Sister Diddy, you hold value in the kingdom of God. Brother Nathan, I know all about you, and I love you, and everything. There's things in your life that you think they don't hold value, but God says, You are important, and I value the people. Hallelujah. If two sparrows, two small birds, amen, are sold for one penny, and that one bird is half of a penny, and yet the Lord says, I'm watching that little sparrow that fell to the ground. I'm watching that little sparrow that fell, that little bird that went down outside. God saw it, and God said, that's important to me. And if that's important to Him, His greatest creation, those folks sitting on these chairs tonight are of utmost importance. Amen. We are of utmost importance and value in the eyes of our God. 
Hallelujah. Those, those sparrows, the one sparrow for half of a penny. Amen. They are not shut out of God's divine care and attention. Not one of them is forgotten before God. And he feeds every last one of them. And he that feedeth the sparrows for half of a penny, amen, will not starve his children, amen. God's got his eyes on this group of people tonight. Can I remind somebody, amen, of your eternal importance and value in the eyes of our God. Oh, let's put our hands together and worship him. the saints and they do not fall to the ground by death without the notice of our God though such a small part of creation God has his eyes on those things that sometimes you and I deem insignificant and we think are trivial and of small value and yet God says that's important to me it was it was our Lord and Savior that stood at the offering basket years ago in the temple and watched what everybody contributed. And he said, that young that lady that came and dropped a couple of mites in that basket, that is of more value than those, amen, that gave of all the increase. And they just kind of gave a little bit because that woman gave all that she had. Amen. God cares about the details of your life. God cares about the details of your family. God cares about the details of this church. And He is concerned about the details of our lives. And it is in the details that we see the glory of God revealed in all of its splendor. Amen. Because in the small things, amen, God shows us that cares for us more than we care for ourselves. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Let's worship Him one more time in this place. Lord, we love you tonight, Jesus. We exalt you, O Father. We magnify you today. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. Oh, I praise your holy name, God. I worship you tonight. I magnify you tonight. Hallelujah to the individual or individuals that have been questioning their worth and their value in this world and think, does God even know what's happening in my life tonight? Amen. Did God see when when that person walked out on me? Did God see when this thing fell apart in my life? Did God see when I lost my job and the bills came due? Did God see where I was at? I want to tell you something tonight. Honey, he knows exactly what you're going through and where you're at tonight. And God cares. And God knows. And God's fixing a work. Amen. A miracle. 
in your life matters. Amen. Then how much value is upon your soul tonight? If one single hair follicle falls and God says, now Sister Raina's got the 100... 49,758 hairs on her head, whatever the number would be, and God takes note of it, and, and God says, okay, another one grew up just yesterday here, let's add a couple of more, and God keeps track of those things, and we deem insignificant, and we throw it away, and then God says, no, I care about those small things in your life. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Could you close your eyes for a moment and could you just simply lift up a hand and could you with your voice just say thank you, Lord, for your love for me tonight. Thank you, Lord, for your love for me tonight. Thank you, Lord, for loving me and caring for me. Thank you for your consideration tonight. Hallelujah, hallelujah to somebody here tonight. The devil's lied to you and said you don't matter. The devil's lied to you and said that nothing in your life, amen, it's it's all outside of God's control. It's all outside of God's intention. He doesn't know what's happening in your life. Amen. I'm going to just bust the devil tonight and tell you the devil's still a liar and the truth is not him. Amen. God wants the best for his people. God wants to give somebody in this place tonight the baptism of the Holy Ghost. God wants somebody in this house tonight amen, to go down in the watery grave of baptism and come up new. Amen. Because if the hair follicles matter, then it matters how I live the rest of my life. If God's concerned with the details in my life, with the details of my soul's future. Hallelujah. My value before God. My value before the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God, I love you tonight, Jesus. God, I praise you, Lord, for all your goodness. I thank you, Lord, for all that you've done in my life. Hallelujah. We see God from your word that the hairs of our head matter. Hallelujah. The hairs of our head matter. Hallelujah. God's concerned with some of these things that we think are not that important. God says, I saw that. I I know what's going on. I'm concerned with your life. Hallelujah. The Bible talks about in 1 Corinthians chapter number 11, there's a whole passage of scriptures, if you would believe it, amen, uh, about hair. And the importance of hair and and what hair does for bringing a person under uh, proper authority and and perfect alignment with with authority and submission as it is uh, laid out in 1 Corinthians chapter number 11. It's in in this particular uh, verse, the chapter uh, and and scriptures in the book of 1 Corinthians that the Apostle Paul begins to turn his attention to the subject of hair as an outward symbol of empowerment. Through inward submission to God's order. He begins to talk about how a man who covers his head with long hair brings dishonor to Christ. And how that the woman finds her authority and signals her submission to authority by covering her head with long hair. Or as we find out in the deeper Greek, 
uh, definition, uninterrupted hair, uncut hair. And, and they're, they're, the Bible begins to go into greater depth, into subjects that we think sometimes are, they don't matter if the hill of beans, they're not that significant. But the God of heaven that saw the hair on your head and that said, I know exactly what you're up against and what you're dealing with. All of these things matter to me. God is in the details tonight. God is in the details tonight. Amen. First Corinthians chapter 11 talks about three categories of hair. Uh, the first category being shaven or completely cut off. And the second category being shorn or to be cut regardless of length. And the third category is to, uh, it's called long. Uh, and in the Greek it is uninterrupted. Neither cut nor completely cut off. Uh, and the Bible says in, this, in the scriptures here in 1 Corinthians chapter 11. For this cause ought the woman to have power on her head because of the angels. And the Bible makes a connection between the hair that's on the woman's head and a heavenly order that has been set in motion by God himself. Amen. This scripture for this cause of the woman to have power on her head because of the angels. It indicates that this, this subject of human order and authority and power are connected to heavenly order. In other words, the woman that lives her life in accordance with scriptures and does not interrupt the growth of her hair and allows it to grow freely. Amen. That woman, amen, is uh, in subjection to authority and order and power. And, and that there is a connection with her obedience to scripture to a heavenly order. And is it any wonder that we read in the Bible and the Gospels, Jesus said in the Lord's Prayer, or the Catechism, as some uh, religions call it, uh, he begins to talk about thy will be done, thy kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. Because I want to model that heavenly order. Yes. I want my life to be matching what it looks like in that heavenly order. And when the Bible begins to talk about the amen power on her head because of the angels, there's a connection with the way that a woman and a man treats their hair, amen, to a heavenly order. Amen. I'm telling you tonight, God cares about you tonight. He loves this group of people tonight. In fact, God is crazy about this people tonight. You want to know how crazy God is? If something would happen to me tonight, I would fall down dead outside. Amen. There would be somebody else that God would raise up to lead you and your family because God cares about you. And there's nothing that's going to stop, amen, the divine mission of God, amen, from being unfolded in your life tonight. The Bible says a woman's hair is her glory, meaning that radiance that's given to her by God. Amen. Paul is not stating that a woman must be covered only when she is praying or prophesying. There's some people that talk about uh, when you come to church, you need to have a veil over your head. The Bible says that the woman's long hair, her uncut hair, is that veil, is that covering that she has. Amen. Uh, the fact that man represents in this particular, and I'm saving some time and kind of jumping around tonight uh, for the sake of time. But in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, you go home and read it tonight. And you come back and we'll talk about it on, on Sunday morning a little bit more. But uh, the fact that man represents the image and glory of God, but woman 
reflects the glory of the man, establishes the foundation of why a man should be uncovered and a woman covered. You can't say man is uncovered because of short hair and then women, and say women is covered because of a veil. If a man is covered by his continually interrupted hair, the Bible says a man is covered by his continually interrupted hair. He's uncovered by his continually interrupted hair. Then on the opposite side of the spectrum, a woman is covered by her continually uninterrupted hair. And that shows consistency in Scripture. Amen. The Jews regarded leprosy, that horrible sin you read in the Bible, as a living death. And and thus the leper expresses the same sign of mourning in shaving the head. Uh, And it's it's talked about in Leviticus chapter 14, 8 through 9. For the leper, this cutting or shaving the hair also indicates a cutting off from the rest of the people of God. It's connected to a, uh, if you will, a disconnection from the people of God and from the plan of God for their life. Amen. Paradoxically, the woman's sign of subordination on the one hand, amen, she submitted, she subordinated to the, to the man and to God. It, on the opposite side of the spectrum, also at the same time, is her sign of authority on the other. As a woman goes about with her uninterrupted hair, uh, she, she, she's submitting to the heavenly order, the plan that God has for her life. And on the other hand, there's authority and power with God. Yes. Amen. There's a certain level of power that a woman has, amen, because of her uncut hair. Hallelujah. The Jewish encyclopedia confirms a woman's hair was never cut except as a sign of deep mourning or degradation. Uh, another... Uh, commentary, uh, another theologian writes, a woman's outer covering reveals an inner acceptance of God's plan. A man illustrates his submission to Christ and reflects the image of God by not growing his hair in a long, effeminate manner. Likewise, when a woman refrains from cutting her hair, she not only fulfills the apostolic injunction to have long hair, but also reflects her submission to her husband and Jesus Christ. As Wagner and Oates puts it in their writings, they said when a woman allows her hair to grow to its natural length, she wears a covering designed specifically for her by God who loves her. In other words, her long, uninterrupted, uncut hair is a covering of love that God puts upon the woman. Shifting gears uh, just slightly for a moment, amen. And we're talking about hair tonight. And we're talking about the value that God places upon the human race, upon man and woman. A man should not allow his hair to grow long enough to cause it to hang down from his head according to scriptures. A good guideline is for men to follow their natural hairline regarding their hair length. In other words, where the hairline stops. Hair length in the Bible represents our submission to Jesus Christ. The symbol without submission is superfluous because holiness begins on the inside. And manifest on the outside. Therefore hair as the external reflection of our submission to Christ. Must be in harmony with our walk with God. Amen. God's desire is for our hair and our dress to reflect. Or to reveal the creative order of his uh, natural distinction between men and women. There is to be a distinction between the sexes. There is to be a distinction between a man and a woman. How they live. How they conduct themselves. 
themselves, how they dress and how they appear. Uh, there is to be distinction. Amen. Again, we can go back to the opening of this message tonight. And I'm coming to a close. Amen. That everything has meaning in the life of the believer. It is, according to scriptures, it is body, soul, and spirit. Amen. God is concerned about the wholeness of a person, of an individual, of a family, of a church. Amen. God doesn't look at you and I in a vacuum and say, well, this one area of your life is okay, so I'll leave the rest alone. No, God says, I want to touch that area of your life, and I want to deal with this area of your life. And I want to really fully encompass the whole part of the person. Amen. Their body, their soul, and their spirit. Amen. I'm telling you tonight, God is concerned about the details. God sees the very hair, amen, that falls to the ground. He knows, amen, the very sparrow that falls to the ground. And he takes note of it tonight. I'm talking about my value before God. My value before my Lord and my Creator. Amen. Everything in life has meaning for the believer. One's whole person, that is body, soul, and spirit, are holy unto the Lord. And are vessels upon which rests and out of which flows glory. There is a certain aura, there is a certain glory that the church has tonight. Yes, amen. Though there may not be a whole lot uh, by, by numerical standards, there is a glory that is upon this group of people tonight. There is a glory that God wants to reveal through you and I to the world around us tonight. Yes. Hallelujah, hallelujah. God cares about the small stuff in life. To someone who's wondering tonight, did God see that last bill that came through? He knows what I'm dealing with. He knows the financial strain I'm under. He knows uh, my limitations. Does God see me? I've been there before. I have been there before. I've walked that road. I've, I've asked people before, does God know where I'm at right now? Nearly choking up when I'm saying it because I, I fully... Uh, wondered in my mind, did God know where I was? Did God know what I was, what I was dealing with? Did God know the strain that I was under, the pressure that I was facing, that I was feeling? Did God know all of the adverse situations that were coming against me? Did God hear the voice of the gospels talking about me? Did God hear, amen, when the, when the bill collector called me and threatened to shut off my, my electricity? Did God know what happened, amen, when, when I lost such and such and so and so? Did God see what happened? I'm telling you tonight, God knows, amen, it all about you and he loves you tonight hallelujah hallelujah god is emphatically in love with you and i tonight and he cares about us i'm thankful tonight lord for your presence in this house hallelujah hallelujah luke chapter 21 and verse 10 this is in the ASV version. Slightly different from the King James, but for the sake of a couple of points tonight, I want to show it to you a little bit differently. This is the Lord talking as he's given a discourse to his disciples. They're getting ready to take off, depart. He's going to take off and, and leave them, uh, though he's not going to leave them comfortless because he sent a comforter. 
Verse 10 says, Then said he unto them, Nation shall rise against nation. This is prophecy talking about where we're at today. Nation shall rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. Amen. One of the, uh, if you study that a little bit closer, it talks, it actually means ethnos will rise against ethnos. There's going to be racial divides in the last days. Amen. Nation shall rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And there shall be great earthquakes and in diverse places, famines and pestilences. It's kind of painting a little bit of a dark picture tonight, if you will. But stay with me for a few moments. And it says, and there shall be terrors and great signs from heaven. But before all these things, they shall lay their hands on you and shall persecute you, delivering you up to the synagogues and prisons, bringing you before kings and governors for my name's sake. It shall turn out unto you for a testimony. Sell it therefore in your hearts, he write, he says to the to the people, not to meditate beforehand how to answer. Amen. Don't even give a consideration what you're going to say when you're faced with these adverse situations. He says, For I will give you a mouth and wisdom which all your adversaries shall not be able to withstand or to gainsay. But ye shall be delivered up even by parents and brethren and kinsfolk and friends. And some of you shall they cause to be put to death. How many feel encouraged now? <laughs> he says, he goes a little bit further. He says, and you're going to be hated of all men for my name's sake. But the next verse. But there shall not an hair of your head perish. Well, that tells me that I can walk through some fires. I can walk through some storms. I can go through some valleys. I can go through some situations. And God is able to keep me. Amen. As he, as he found me, God's able to keep me in the palm of his hand. And there's not a devil in hell, amen, that can touch my life. Amen. They may be able to mess around with things in this world. But when God makes a promise, he says you're going to go through some stuff in life. But if you'll stay as the vine, connected to the branch, if the branch is in the vine, and if you're connected to him, amen, not a hair of your head shall perish. Amen. That's a promise that I've got from the Lord. Amen. I can go through some stuff in life. I can endure some storms in life. I can walk through some valleys in life. But I'm going to promise that God's going to keep His hand upon my life. Amen. God knows Amen. exactly where I am. And it was Job in chapter 23 and verse 10. Amen. Job, the man that dealt with all sorts of, of situations and trials and stuff. Job, the man, amen, the, the one that lost his kids, that lost all of his possessions, that lost his lands, that lost his health, was in very bad shape. It was Job in 23 and 10 that says, but he knoweth the way that I take. And when he hath tried me, I shall come forth as gold. Amen. I want to remind someone tonight. He knows exactly. He knows exactly. He knows exactly where you're at tonight. And God sent me to tell somebody. Amen. If his eyes on a sparrow, then his eyes upon you tonight. And God's watching. God's watching. And God's got his hand upon your life and upon your family. 
Amen. Why don't we stand to our feet and why don't we give the Lord some praise tonight? Come on, why don't we stand to our feet and give the Lord some praise tonight? I wonder if you come with a loud voice. Begin to lift up your voice and give Him praise tonight. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I want us to take a few moments and talk with Jesus. Talk with Jesus. Come on, talk with Jesus. Talk with Jesus. Let's turn that music up a little bit louder tonight. Let's just begin to lift him up. Let's worship him. Hallelujah, Lord. We come before you tonight, Lord. God, I believe you sent me tonight, Lord, to simply tell somebody, God, that you know what they're going through, Lord. And God, your hand is upon this group of people. I'm just asking you tonight, Lord, to continue to lead and to guide. Lead me and guide me, Lord. Come on, would you keep your hands thrown up in the air? Would you lift up your hands with me tonight? Would you simply close your eyes? Put your mind upon me for a few moments and just say thank you, Lord. Thank you for your word tonight, Lord. Thank you for your word tonight. Come on, lift your voice unto him right now. Come on, God's in this house tonight. If you're seeking for something more, amen, there's an answer for your life tonight. Hallelujah. If you've come here tonight, you said, I've got to feel Him. I just got to know for myself. I've just got to know for myself that God knows the way that I take. He knows where I'm at tonight. Just throw your hand in the air as high as you can and lift up your voice and cry out to Him tonight. Come on, I need some Holy Ghost filled people to lift up their voices. Oh, yeah, 